Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Inside Savage's Mind. Today, we'll be talking about one of the most common pet snakes available, the ball python, also known as the royal python. Ball pythons have one of my favorite species names because it's very regal sounding. Their species name is Python regius. I actually have two female ball pythons named Bonnie and Slytherin myself. Ball pythons are non-venomous constrictors, meaning they kill their prey by constricting around it and suffocating it before swallowing it whole, like all snakes do. In the wild, their habitat is the savanna, grasslands, and sparsely wooded areas. There are the smallest of the African python species, rarely exceeding five feet in length, with three to four feet being more common. The average healthy adult weight is three to four pounds. However, some larger specimens reaching seven pounds have been recorded. The average lifespan is 20 to 30 years. So if you're considering getting a ball python as a pet, you need to understand it is a long commitment and should not be gotten as a pet for children if they will lose interest in in it after a few years. Housing. Ball pythons are one of the easiest pet reptiles to house as they do not require any special UV lighting or basking lights as a nocturnal species. This should go without saying, but a ball python enclosure should be free from sharp edges or points, the enclosure should be kept clean and be well ventilated, and the enclosure should be large enough to allow adequate room to move around. A 30-gallon glass aquarium is suitable for one adult ball python. Height is not a major factor in ball pythons. Enclosures as they rarely climb, though they will from time to time if given the opportunity, but they usually prefer to remain on the ground, thus horizontal space is the priority. Ball pythons are often kept in a snake rack system. This is usually more commonplace for breeders who house and breed large numbers of ball pythons. Should you decide to go this route to take up less space while having multiple ball pythons, you will need to make sure that the tubs are wide enough and long enough to allow adequate space for your ball pythons. While they do not require much vertical space, a tub with higher walls to allow the python to stretch its neck up a bit is ideal when using a rack system. As you must remember, it's a living animal. You still wanna do what's best for it, whether it's absolutely required or not. Enclosures should have a cool end that is 80 degrees to 85 degrees Fahrenheit and a warmer end that is between 90 degrees Fahrenheit and 95 degrees Fahrenheit. So your ball python can thermal regulate. Under tank heat pads on a thermostat are ideal for achieving this. Humidity should be kept between 50 to 60% through regular misting. This can also be achieved by placing an aquarium air stone with a small air pump into the water bowl and covering one side of the ventilated lid to trap the humidity. A ball python enclosure should have two hides, one on the warmer side and one on the cooler side. Newspaper, paper towels, and reptocarpet are the ideal substrates for a ball python enclosure. Multiple ball pythons cannot be housed in the same enclosure. I cannot stress this enough. Ball pythons are solitary animals, and as such, this will stress them out. And it will end up resulting in cannibalism and one snake or the other being eaten. Diet. Ball pythons should be fed pre-killed prey items. 
such as frozen mice and rats, depending on the size of your python. Make sure to defrost the mice or rat thoroughly before it's time for feeding. I usually, I usually uh, defrost mine up to four to five hours in advance. Juveniles should be fed once every five to six days, and adults should be fed every 10 to 14 days. If your bull python doesn't want to eat and it ate during its last feeding, give it an extra day or two and then try offering food again. You should never feed any snake or lizard such as monitors live prey. Live prey can bite and scratch your pet. This is not including insects for insectivorous lizards. And it can eventually lead to death if your pet ends up infected it is if it isn't noticed and treated right away the only exception to this rule is when a snake refuses to eat anything but live prey some snakes especially bull pythons can be finicky eaters and refuse to eat thawed prey items in this case you have two things to do first you can try warming the thawed prey by placing it near a heat source such as on a radiator or even on a spare under tank heater for a few minutes. Do not microwave or attempt to cook the prey item to warm it. Once warmed, it will simulate the body heat given off by live prey and with a little dangling movements to, to simulate live prey movement, the snake may take the thawed prey. If this doesn't work, your only option is to go with live prey which means procuring safe mice or rats from a live prey breeder, not caught outside or in your mouse traps, and then offering it to the python. But this should only be done as an absolute last resort should they not eat anything else. And this should not be done unsupervised for the entire ordeal until the python has completely killed its prey and begun to swallow it. You need to watch it to make sure that everything goes safely. I cannot stress this enough. If the python is not getting ready to swallow it, it knows that it has not completely killed the prey, and therefore it is not safe for you to leave it unsupervised. Sometimes a bull python may even refuse to eat live prey, and may go even a few months without eating. After the first four to five weeks of a, of a adult bull python, or first two weeks of a juvenile bull python, refusing to eat at all, you should take your python to an experienced exotic vet to get looked at. If all checks out, the vet will likely tell you it's being a finicky eater and you'll want to keep trying every week until it does eventually take the prey. If any significant weight loss occurs, you should bring your python back to the vet to be checked again immediately. A bowl with fresh clean water should be provided daily. Common medical disorders to look out for with ball pythons include respiratory infections, prey-induced trauma, usually from live prey, anorexia, parasites, burns from improper heating such as a heat rock which should never be used, or a under tank heater not on a thermostat, infection of the oral cavity aka mouth rot, and retained shedding. Purchasing. Ball pythons can be purchased at most pet stores, but as always with any animal, 
first check your local animal shelters to see if there's any that are in need of homes. If there is not, go to a professional breeder to purchase your python, not a pet store. Temperament. Ball pythons are very shy by nature and usually really chill snakes. Their main defense mechanism is to curl up into a ball around their head, hence where they get their name. So bites are rare and more often than not are accidental, such as if you're not using long enough tongs to feed your snake and it misses its strike and gets your hand by accident, or if you didn't properly wash your hands after handling a prey item and then go to try to handle your python while smelling like prey, you will likely end up getting bit. This is not on purpose. This is not, the snake is not to blame. This was either you just being a little too close or in the way of it getting to the prey item. Well, or smelling like prey. Taming. Ball pythons are usually extremely docile snakes who rarely bite. Handling them often will get them used to you and they will begin to slither up your arm or lightly wrap around your arm and hang out with you. This is the prime time for them to get exercise. To avoid stressing your python, you should not take your python out of its enclosure more than once a day for at most a few hours. I hope this episode was educational for you guys as always. If you'd like to request a specific animal for a future episode, feel free to message me on social media at Savage Caliber with threes instead of E's and on Twitter at Savage Calibers with normal spelling. If you guys enjoy video games, come stop by my Twitch live streams. To hang out, I stream Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays from 3 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern with a few shorter unscheduled streams here and there. So be sure to follow me on Twitch to catch them. I will be attending the Raleigh, North Carolina Repticon Reptile Expo on November 28th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. with the VIP ticket crowd. If you are also going to the Raleigh, North Carolina Repticon Reptile Expo on November 28th and you would like to meet up, shoot me a message over on Instagram or on Twitter. And with that, our episode comes to a close. I hope you guys have a great week. Stay positive, stay safe, and overall, be excellent to each other. And I will see you guys next week for another episode of Inside Savage's Mind.